serve it up to the whiskey run dry you take your sugar and take your sweets and welcome everybody to the lunacy podcast my name is tony i'm here with dave dave stevens i'm tony for Bradanzi. david sterling is drinking again no he's not drinking he had to put his kids to bed just a running joke he's Parent duty tonight, apparently. So parent duty. That's fine. You know, he's not on. It's totally cool. Yeah, and we, we are recording. Him. We're recording on Monday. We don't always do that lately, so it's a bit out of right. the ordinary. So that's right. We could have recorded yesterday, but uh, you and I did. Well, myself especially probably wouldn't have been able to say anything logical at that point because <laughs> we were we went to the uh, we went to the horse track yesterday uh, for the corgi races. Uh, so it was uh, me and my family, and then Dave tagged along, and we had the nice uh, cabana seats. And Dave, were you impressed by the cabana seats? You know, I really was, because I think I was telling you even before we went uh, yesterday that I'm like, well, you know, uh, cabana seats, that sounds nice, but I'm fine with, you know, just going there, you know, and mm-hmm. standing general mission, walking around. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. boy, did I come out impressed, because especially on a crowded day like it was yesterday, just an extremely crowded mm-hmm. day, we mm-hmm. essentially skipped all the lines there was no lines we had waitresses serving us at the table we had our own betting machines uh didn't have to wait for any of that uh so yeah i was really impressed it's worth the price you pay yeah. and uh absolutely especially especially when you split up a table four ways it's really really worth the price awesome way to get down there and watch the races so that was my third time this year and uh probably the best time because of that experience so of course yeah, i didn't good. i didn't win much i was waiting no on no or pick five but yeah, your pick five didn't come in, but I uh won on the first race, and then the rest of the races were just terrible. I was like one horse off in every race. Um, the betting sheet we bought was not very good yesterday. No, it was kind of no. terrible yesterday. Yeah, so you win uh, some, you yeah. lose some, but uh, yeah, it was fun. Yeah. yeah, but we saw the corgis do a little racing, uh, which is always a good time. Yeah. Saw them flop yeah. around and run around and uh, flop on the dirt. You know, it's like <laughs> yeah, whatever. That was. That was an added bonus having being at the Corgi races day because mm-hmm. uh, that is fun to watch because you just never know what's going to happen. It's amazing. Some of those Corgis just take off and just take look like they're taking it serious. They're running to their mm-hmm. other owner or friend and others are just having a good time rolling around in the dirt, running around in circles, fighting with each other. It's fighting. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Each other. But yeah. it, it makes it makes for a fun time. And, and we did do some side betting, Tony. I think you won. this one. I did one. I won my the first one. I can't remember the name of my. My uh, my corgi was, but I did not win the second one. Gabby won the second one, so yes, we did do some side betting, which is allowed during corgi races. Yes. Um, so yeah, with that going on, so probably was was a good idea we didn't do the podcast last night because we had plenty of beverages yesterday. Um, yeah, so so we're done tonight. Um, other than that, uh, it was pretty uh, uneventful week. It was hot, you know. We were it was hot up here. Uh, we did. There were some concerns about the game, which we'll talk about uh, the game on Thursday night at Allianz Field in terms of the heat um, and the humidity uh, field level. But that didn't didn't come into play. What came into play was some lightning in the area later in the game. So, but yeah, um, now we're out of the heat wave, and now we're back into some nice cool temperatures up here. Um, yeah, cool might be a stretch, but certainly cooler than what apparently what it was here last week. Because I, uh, I I avoided the worst of the heat when I was out in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Of course, it was just, temperature wise, it was just as hot. But uh, 
without the humidity that feels like temperature is not nearly as bad. Yeah, it wasn't uh wasn't nice last week. It was it was one of those uh weeks where you probably want to stay inside and you don't want to do anything outside unless you really have to. Uh which is why my lawn didn't get mowed till today because frankly, even the riding lawnmower, I don't want to, you don't want to be out there just like hauling around. It's just it's too hot. So yeah. Um other than that, really nothing going on. Uh, this podcast today, we have, of course, we'll get into this, but we do not know when the loons will be playing next. The loons, we do, regardless, we we do technically know. We know. We know we, who they're going to play next. Well, we know there might be two teams, right? Well, I'm sorry, you said when. Uh, we know when they're going to play, and that's going to yeah. be this coming Friday, that August fourth. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you're right. What we do not is, know. We do not know what, who they're going to be playing. So, what time is that at, Dave? I believe it's seven seven thirty. So it's seven That's or seven thirty. It's gonna run into barbecue time. I know, I know. I was just thinking about that. So I might have to cancel the barbecue. Just, just kidding. Well, no, just we're kidding. not. We already we already planned the barbecue around you, Dave. So yeah. Oh, that's right. Um, that's right. Well, don't don't worry about that. We can watch we can watch these matches on our phone. We can watch them on an iPad. We can watch them on a computer, TV, smart TV. Yeah, so we're good. We're good. Thanks to uh, Apple TV seasons pass. Right. So yeah, we'll be good. But we know it's gonna be Friday. Um, mm-hmm. We can maybe talk about what we think of the scenarios but it we can we know it's either going to be club america or uh, columbus columbus and before we get into columbus uh everybody probably knows this by now this podcast going out uh, earlier today they did announce that uh, zellerin has been sold to a team in saudi arabia of course we're not told how much they were he was sold for which mm. probably means it was a good amount of money uh because to sell your best player which zellerin obviously is for columbus of course um to sell your best player you've got to be getting a lot back in return and uh and that's kind of a kind of interesting why they sold them at this point and i I get it the summer transfer window is is happening Mm -hmm. but wouldn't you think you'd want to sell them during like the winter transfer window like after the season is over i mean yeah you wonder you wonder it's he's going to the Saudi league. You just wonder if it was an offer they just couldn't turn down. Literally, yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Just, I mean, obviously the the Saudi league has been throwing around a lot of money, starting with Christian Ronaldo earlier, and mm-hmm. it's it's kind of snow, snowballed since then. You look at some of the players that have come into that league; it's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. They are spending money, regardless of what you think of it. They are doing that, and so yeah, it's um. But it is, you know, it's something we, we we talk about MLS as kind of a springboard for maybe your South American teams to Europe, but you don't kind of think you don't kind of think Saudi Arabia is, is a transfer target their portal. So interesting. Well, we'll see how that works out. Saudi Arabia is kind of reminding me of, I, I mean, a I, I little bit, a little bit of a wrestling reference uh, for everybody out there. Uh, Saudi Arabia is league kind of reminds me of what WCW did uh, kind of when they tried when Eric Bischoff took over and they Ted Turner decided to and he bought the wrestling and he decided he was gonna go buy wrestlers from WWF. Um mm. and that's what Saudi Arabia is doing right now. They're just throwing money, giant amounts of money at guys to get them to come to Saudi Arabia, which is exactly what WCW did with the likes of Hulk Hogan, Randy Savage, those types of guys. They threw a ton of money at those guys, said come here and wrestle. And it worked for a while, then it backfired. And I don't know if it's going to backfire on Saudi Arabia. It might, because frankly, we don't even know kind of like what this league is, how this league is kind of set up. We don't really know, like, do we know like a lot of information about it? Like, where are they playing? 
what's their well, league stat? I mean, were they are they playing for a cup? Are they involved in like it? They're not involved in European leagues, are they? I mean, they're not, the, there's no like it. It's Saudi Arabia's top flight of soccer. I mean, the the, yeah. the league. So I mean, it's it's like any other country, any other league. It's just interesting that Saudi Arabia is doing it. Of course, they're they're behind LIV Golf as well. Um, no. you know, the term that's been thrown around is, is kind of sport washing, I believe. And, uh, it's just, it's an interesting, you know, there's all sorts of money out there and they're just throwing it around to get, you know, to get big name players in across. Well, we're talking about soccer here, but yeah, even with that LIV golf as well. Well, I mean, LIV golf course, everybody knows that it ended up then combining with uh, the PGA tour. And becoming this peach, but basically the PGA Tour is what it is now. But live golf is part of it, whatever. Um, so that was the best case scenario for them. Uh, Saudi Arabia, though, for their uh, football league, it's like, what's the best case scenario for them? I mean, they're not going to become uh, any like any leagues in Europe. I'm sorry, you're not going to become like the Premier League or La Liga or any of those. Syria, you're not becoming any like Bundesliga, you're not gonna become that. So what's the big draw? Well, except for the money, right? I, you know, that's a big except because that I think that's that's pretty much it. So but you're not you're not playing for anything like premium, right? I mean, they're not connected to like they're, I don't they're not, I don't know Tony, I don't know the football from there. So I don't I mean yeah. yeah, I mean Tony, they're not they're not European, okay. So you're not complete. You're not competing against top flight European clubs that are on a regular level in 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 say the Concacaf or I'm sorry the, the European Europa League or the Champions League yeah. out of UEFA. But I mean, mm-hmm. they are. You know, you're going to be competing with top flight Middle Eastern teams. You know, that's just that's just the way it is. So okay. But yeah, I mean, I mean I, just just like the MLS is not is not you know UEFA, it's not the chan- it's not well, the yeah. English league or French league or German league. You know, yeah, can can you compete with those top leagues? You know, obviously there's more money in Saudi Arabia than there is in MLS, even though M- MLS is is obviously on a huge growth spurt and has been for a while now. Of course, Messi came in, and uh, but yeah, it, you know, it's it's a matter of opinion. Could that ever be the top? flight are we are we going to ever be talking about soccer in the middle east and saudi arabia like we talked about soccer in europe now i i say no i say definitely not i don't care what they do and i look at it from like a sponsorship thing too right i mean at least with um you know mls at least you know with with mess with messi coming here he's going to get the full like branding right like apple tv uh fanatics adidas Mm -hmm. and when he decides to retire he's already going to be locked into part ownership of inner milan or barca or inner milan sorry inner miami (laughs) inner miami sorry my bad i know where you're going Um, barca miami as i should say yeah um so he's gonna be but he's gonna be like the face of mls for years to come even when he's retired and it so and it's and it's interesting like i don't know what i don't know like if i wanted to watch you know the saudi arabian Saudi Arabia, you know, Premier League, their top flight, you know, can I do that? Is there a way for me to stream those games? Is there a way for me to, you know, buy a package? I do not know, but that's what, that's what the hope. If you're a big, say, Carlos Zeller or Lan fan, and, you know, now he's going to Saudi Arabia, are you going to pay or are you going to find a way to watch those games, follow that league, therefore follow their sponsors? Just like how many Messi fans are there across the world now that are probably scooping up those, you know, Apple, you know, Apple season pass subscriptions, you know, in record numbers. It's true. 
record number the first three games on Apple TV for Inter Miami after they got messy were their record breaking games for Apple TV for MLS soccer. So that's true. I just from a standpoint of marketing and advertising, I don't know how much those guys in Saudi Arabia are going to gain out of being there. Other than the boatloads of money <clears throat> they're going to get from the Saudi Arabian owners, right. I don't think you're going to get like the Nikes or the Gatorades. I'm not going to put a lot of money into you. Because I don't think so. You're playing in Saudi so. Arabia, you know? Right. I, they probably, you know, you'd think your major sponsors would probably want to stay away. And, you know, again, for whatever you feel about that, for probably good reason but you know it's just the way it is and like say when christian christian ronaldo when christian ronaldo went over there you know i i kind of looked at it as like a you know what the mls arguably used to be 15 years ago a a retirement league essentially you know paying a bunch of money but then you know like i said the the floodgates kind of opened and and the amount of talent that's come into that league is is pretty impressive it's almost reminds me of the live golf situation where you had a big name in say phil mickelson and all the others i don't have them in front of me but you know, it kind of one, two, three players started committing and then it kind of opened up. And I think that's when PGA kind of realized that they had to deal with this somehow. So anyway, I mean, is, is the hope of Saudi Arabia like maybe to be in the Europa Cup type of shit? I don't Are think it's not possible. It's possible. No, no, no. So, I mean, they're not they're and, not in Europe, so <laughs> they won't be. But and to make a final point here, I have nothing against Saudi Arabia spending as much fucking money as they want to on players. Right. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Uh, my only deal is that in those countries in the Middle East, there are different rules and things, women's rights, things of that nature that are a little bit, you know, uh, back country type of stuff, right? So that's kind of my concern about big players going over there is like, what what standards are you kind of giving up in order to get a lot of money, you know? Not like coming to the United so, States. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, I was just curious. I didn't know this, you know, full disclosure, but, I mean, looking into it, I mean, for example, your top flight teams in the Middle East are going to compete in the, the FIFA Arab Cup. So, they right. do that. They're going to do that in 20, 2023, mm-hmm. I believe. But, yeah, so I had to look that up. But, that, I mean, that's that's your top flight, and that, that's that'll always be the case. So, mm-hmm. I just – we'll see how it goes. But, anywho, anywho. Now we got off of that tangent. Very big tangent. Because uh, <laughs> of Zellerin. Uh So we can play Club America or Columbus on Friday. If we end up playing Club America and we place second, we would still play at home because Club America doesn't have a Correct. home field. Correct. If we play second and Columbus wins the group, we play in Columbus. If we end up placing first, which has everything to do with tonight's game, uh, yeah. Pueblo versus Chicago, we're getting a home game regardless of who we play. Yep, so yep, that's true. Are. And just, yeah, to sum it up, basically, odds are uh, Minnesota is going to finish second in this group because uh, C- Club Puebla, if they win, they would be, it would essentially what that would leave the standings looking like in our group, it would be um, Minnesota with one loss and one win. Chicago with one loss and one win and Pueblo with one loss and one win. And so then it comes down to goal differential. Fortunate for Minnesota's result against Pueblo, a 4-0 win, that puts mm-hmm. Minnesota already ahead regardless of the scenario. But yep. even if Pueblo wins by, I think it's three, I think Pueblo would have to win by at least three goals for Pueblo to advance, but we'd still have them on goal differential and finish exactly first. Right. 
So exactly right. what I, I guess what I'm getting at is Puebla could win the match, um, but then it comes down to the tie-breaking scenario. So if Puebla wins by one or two goals, we know that for sure. Chicago mm-hmm. still advances. Even yeah. if this game, if the game is scoreless, that is Chicago and Puebla, as we record right now, it is scoreless in the 34th minute. If, if it remains scoreless and they go to PKs, talk about meaningless PKs, because even though Puebla would get a point, regardless of the outcome, even if they won the penalty cup shootout, they'd only finish with two points. So that, that wouldn't be enough. So in all likelihood, yeah. and we'll, maybe we'll update this as we go, but it, when our listeners probably won't care because they'll already know. So we aren't going to spend the whole podcast following yeah, those yeah. matches live, but, uh, and then Cl- club America, that's a scary one. Yeah, sure. It'd be a home game, you know? And mm-hmm. I mean, to me, it seems like the the likely scenario is Chicago advancing and winning the group, and then and then Minnesota finishing second, most likely playing Club America at home. Which home or not, it's it's a, it doesn't yeah it's a behemoth of a yeah. club, um, arguably maybe the biggest club on this continent, really in Club America. So yeah, it's a scary proposition. But how fun would that be? That would be just really? a huge what a huge match for Minnesota. I and he, yeah, it, it, it was already cool that they played Puebla in their first League Cup match, uh, just because I I didn't realize this, but did you know Tony that Minnesota, Minnesota United FC, they were uh, they were they had played the most games in MLS without advancing to an inter intercontinental uh, tournament. Right. So until twenty twenty three, yeah, yeah. Um, I think well, playing Club America would be huge. I uh, Lister Blake put out a poll today. Asking, uh, would this but playing Club America at home be the biggest matchup ever in Loon's history? Now, it's a tough one. It's a tough one to say. I I, I truly believe that the uh, uh, game in Atlanta that we went to, going mm-hmm. for the U.S. Open Cup, was the biggest game in Loon's history uh, mm-hmm. because we had a chance to go for a cup at that point. Certainly to that it, point, yeah. If we play Club America in a, in a knockout round, it's like we're not, you know, it's a big game. Did he? Did, I'm like, sorry. Did he preface that by biggest game at Allianz or biggest game in the club's history? Just period. I'm pretty you sure he said club's history. Let me take a look here. But I'm pretty sure he said okay. club's history. And yeah, you know, I voted. I voted no. Minnesota. You know, they played in a Western Conference final. You know, they did. And, yes. And yeah. like you said, yeah, that's a great point. They played in a mm-hmm. Cup final. U.S. Open mm-hmm. Cup final that we were at, and I mean, just to bring home some hardware, I think is is a huge deal. He said, "If we end up playing Club America at home, would would that be the biggest game in our club's history?" Mm-hmm. And I I I have to say no. I because... think I'd be I'd be on the no side as well. Although I, I you know I I I didn't see that, but I probably would have spent some time thinking about it. It here's the problem. It it's around a thirty-two. You know, if if it was a semifinal or even because you know final. if for the league's cup you know make no mistake this is a Concacaf you know champ uh, Concacaf tournament um mm-hmm. both the first second and third place finishers get a spot in next season's Concacaf Champions League which would be I in my opinion a wonderful thing for this club especially but mm-hmm. uh considering they've never played in that tournament before so I mean I, I just like I said I I look at there's like you said that there's two games really it's the conference finals and the um the world the open cup final those are the two biggest games in our history i think club america would be number three at well, this point 
Don't forget um, about the friendly against Everton just uh, last year, I believe. Oh, yeah, because that was huge, right, Dave? That was big. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. meant, so, meant so much to a lot of people. Um, yeah. So let's talk about the beers we're drinking before we get too far into this. Uh, quickly, I uh, I had I got a Castle Danger pack a couple of weeks ago, and I'm finally drinking the Grapefruit Ode IPA. Which is a fruited India pale ale, which is with grapefruit, uh, 6.5%. And uh yeah, it's pretty good. It's it's a decent, it's a decent IPA. You can't really taste the grapefruit too much, which is good. It's not overpowering at all. It gives a little bit of the uh tanginess of the grapefruit to it. But overall, it's a pretty good damn IPA from uh, Castle Danger Brewing Company. So hats off to them. Uh Dave, what are you drinking tonight? Nice. Well, I've got at least me personally, this might be a new brewery for the podcast. We'd have to go back to Connor's Ruggers to double check, but it's certainly a new brewery, new beer for me. I was actually kind of surprised to see it in the store. I'm almost um, surprised every time I see a new brewery in the store that, you know, that we haven't at least mentioned on the podcast, but I got, I ended up getting a beer from uh, spiral brewery. Um, Mm -hmm. And that is, if you didn't know is, is in Hastings, Minnesota. And I got to admit, I did, did not know. I mean, I've, Mm -hmm. it's right on the river, right. Uh, right by the Hastings bridge. Uh, I've been by there, not recently. Um, the brewery spiral brewing has been open since uh, 2018. Uh, so I have not had the chance to visit there. Like I said, I hate to admit it, but I didn't really know it was there. So anyways, I was excited to see this and I ended up going with, uh, their Mississippi fog, which is appropriate. Cause like I said, right on the Mississippi river, just a block off basically it looks like, but, uh, their Mississippi fog is a, is a hazy India pale ale. So I've been having, I know a lot of us have actually been drinking a lot of IPAs this summer. Maybe it's just working mm-hmm. for us, but that's kind of my my type right now. I moved on from those cream ales into the IPAs now a little bit more. And this is a good one. It's hazy, but um, it's really got a obviously a citrus citrus taste to it and kind of a citrus aftertaste to it. But it is really smooth. Um, um, but that is to say um, it has an IPA of 6.7%. So it's not exactly weak, but it kind of has a smooth taste. And I think probably that's a lot to do with the juiciness, the citrus notes. Um, my palate's not that good, but uh, it's at least when it comes to fruit, but it, it talks about uh, upfront taste of passion fruit and mango. So I don't even know yes. if I'd be able to tell you what a mango or passion fruit taste tasted like if I did a blind taste mm-hmm. test, but yeah. let me say it just works. And then, I can taste a little pineapple and that's what they describe as kind of the lingering citrus taste to it. But yeah, really um, definitely did not disappoint for my uh, first time trying the beer and trying the brewery. So maybe someday I'll be able to get down there and visit. Awesome. Let us jump into the game. Now we're going to do a big overview of this game. We're not going to get into every goal. We're not going to get the the details because we all know what freaking happened. It was on Thursday. It was at home. I fell asleep at halftime. (laughs) <laughs> so um it was a long day. Uh yeah. but uh yeah, I, the deal is everybody knows that we lost this game 3 to 2 to Chicago. Uh what I want to say though is that this League's Cup has really been the Bongi show. Oh, um Bongi Bongi has showed up during this League's Cup and he has pretty much catapulted himself into almost like scoring god for this team uh in those last couple of games i mean he has looked fantastic 
Uh, and really, it's it's a lot of it has to do well. He, in the beginning, Ray wasn't there. Yeah. And now with Ray back, he's got Ray hooking him up or kind of keeping people off him. So now he's even jumped up a little bit more. Uh, and uh, man, he has been something else. And do you remember? I'm, I'm, I'm I mean, kind of upset. I'm kind of upset that David's not on this podcast right now because do you remember yeah. when we got Bongi and the amount of hand wringing we did over his stupid mistakes that he would make? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, running with the ball, you know, not passing, doing stupid things as a young player, and now he's grown up. In the past, you know, two we've had him for like two years now, I think. Well, yeah, barely, right? I mean, he came over yeah. just he came over last year, so it hasn't yeah. really it has not been two full years. It's closer to one one year as far as the number yeah. of starts he's had. But <clears throat> mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's been a massive, massive. I don't know how you want to describe it. it surprise, I guess, is one way. Um, because there, we knew, we knew, we, 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 you know, even when they like initially, you know, initially mentioned his name and they were looking to sign him, you could go back and watch YouTube highlights. He's young. He's so young. He was, you know, mm-hmm. what is he, 21, maybe 22 right now? But yeah, uh, not, he had yeah. so, yeah, maybe not even, but he had so much potential, you know, and yeah, we did spend a fair bit of complaining. I think even as we got into the season, we, we're not and not and not every Loons fan was this way, but I know on this podcast we had been guilty of maybe even suggesting that uh, Hulongwe should be coming off the bench. You know, he's essentially started almost every game, if not every game, in in league's play for this for this team. And even earlier in the season, I know I was guilty of it. I said I suggested that maybe he's better coming off the bench later in games with his speed as a spark plug. But the fact mm-hmm. is. Now we have to, there's no denying it. You, you got to ask yourself the question, Tony, and you kind of hinted at it when you mentioned before Reynoso came back, where would this club be without a long way um, with, without Bongi? I, I don't know. I don't, you know, this team struggled to score goals before Reynoso came back. Uh, Bongi was one of the bright spots in scoring goals. He leads the club with six, six goals scored in MLS play. That doesn't account for the and, – and, and he's had two braces so far to open up the League's Cup uh, play. So it's been nothing short of phenomenal. I'm, I might be missing one in a friendly, but if you're talking about, you know, 10 goals scored, double digits, goal score in all competitions, this club, he's been downright amazing. And he – this League's Cup, I mean, I wish I had the – you know, he's up – he's got to be up there with four goals scored. He's got to be up there in the leaders as far as – goals scored for this competition league's cup so he's really making a name for himself and standing out and it's been just entertaining to watch because the goals he's been getting nice service there's no doubt about it but i mean his goals are really really pretty goals and it's it's just been so fun to watch the highlight and that's why yeah the game against chicago yeah they lost the game but i mean from a fan standpoint it was a very entertaining game it was a back and forth game um yeah super disappointing result but yeah wow it's the bongi show yeah unbelievable let's just let's start just quickly is market value because i like to look at this in the transfer market.us you know i think we picked up for like 200 or 250 uh thousand bucks i think that was the transfer uh, value we, we had for him or even probably less than that he is now as of november of last year he was worth 1.5 and i have a feeling by the time this season gets over, he'll be up in the three to four million dollar range, which is very good investment on a guy who, you know, I don't think anybody saw coming. Really, I don't think anybody 
was scouting him at all. I think we're like the only people that were scouting him to tell you the truth. But uh, yeah, he's been uh, phenomenal. Um, he had a great game uh, Thursday. The defense, however, did not have a great game on Thursday. No. Um, and uh, even to the fact that uh, DJ Taylor had to go get some stitches because of the final goal from uh, Kai Kamara. And Kamara did a little karate kick to the face of uh, DJ Taylor. Yeah, uh, yeah. A lot of a lot of people were calling for a red card on that. I didn't see it. Yeah. I mean, I saw it, but I guess I don't. You, yeah. You know, I, I saw a lot of people on X were Xing about um about that, about that, mm. you know, potential. Don't say X. Don't say X. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I didn't know what you're don't supposed say. to do now. I mean, that. Anyways, yeah, no, but a little, a lot of people on Twitter were, were saying that, and I, I, for me, I was watching the game. Fortunately, I was in Colorado, so I was an hour earlier. I didn't have to stay up as late as you, Tony, to watch the game. It, it was completely incidental. It's not, you know, it's not like I don't think I don't think that should have been a red card, and I don't. I think by rule it shouldn't have been. But yeah, you're right. He he got the DJ Taylor got the worst of it. That's for sure. But yeah, I mean, on that play in particular it, it was just really really questionable marking um defensively and then unfortunately um yeah Dane, uh, Dane Sinclair really should have done better with that goal mm-hmm. I, I don't know if he if it was a matter of positioning or what but he it just I think he should have expected it where it was where it ended up but yeah you can blame you can blame the defense on that poor marking I think it's just it's just surprising to me like I know maybe it was, you know, on one of the earlier goals, you know, maybe they, they were marking Kai Kamara. It seemed like they're almost double teaming him at times, you know, and then this one for him to get free like that, he, he was his third chance in like the Latin 10 minutes prior to him scoring that goal. And so it was just, you know, you're, you're going to, we know it. We've seen Kai mm-hmm. score against this club. I believe he did early mm-hmm. in the season against, you know, didn't he score a couple, you know, when Chicago beat Minnesota earlier in the season in MLS uh, play. But yeah, it was just an unfortunate way because uh, unfortunately way to end the game because at that point it was an entertaining game. It was back and forth. And then to another mistake by the defense, another mistake by Dane. Dane did not have his best game in this one, that's for sure. And and that's that started with the damn penalty kick. Because mm-hmm. that penalty kick that he gave up. Now he was he taunted Shakiri. That was interesting. That penalty kick. I taunted loved- him. Now I would have loved to hear what that back and forth was like, but yeah. it was just really odd. You can see it clear as day, you know, as you're watching the, as you're watching the game, it was just, there was obviously some daunting and like with a player with Shakiri's, you know, stature, I I don't think he was having any of it. I think he was basically laughing it off. And I think that even the announcers were kind of saying, well, well, Dean Sinclair might've gotten inside his head on this. I don't think so. I don't I think don't, he was bothered. And then, and then, and then Shakiri's reaction after he scored the scored the goal was, you know, you would you got to expect don't, that. Don't taunt players when you're in goal on a penalty kick. Just don't do it. I wouldn't. Go not up, a player like that. go up, yeah. go up there, do your job, get the hell out of there. That's what you do. Don't taunt. You know, you're not Dikembe Mutombo. Okay, you're yeah. not going nothing. My house, you know, doing <laughs> that whole finger wave shit. You know, don't do that. Yeah. Um, so that was, I think, that kind of set him up for a couple of bad. Uh, goals that they did get i mean that yeah uh, that was like minnesota scored first of course thanks to bongi and then it was the pk unfortunate pk and we should say that man will trap on that boy he mm-hmm. basically it was i'm not gonna say a needless uh red card but it's easy to say needless after the fact 
because David would have said needless. Who who would? David would say needless. Yeah, David and you know what? Say, and most likely he's right because then at least you mm-hmm. give. I think it was Ariaga that was that was you know even if even if he had run through uh, the basically the defense there before mm-hmm. and Will Trap didn't tug him down. It was an obvious red card, no doubt about it. But Ariaga's back there. And if even if he couldn't have done anything to say prevent a shot, you at least give Dane St. Clair a chance at, at stopping a potential shot on target. But that was not to be obvious red card. And then mm-hmm. yeah, that 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 was I did like the way though that Minnesota answered and Bongi scored another brilliant goal. I think thanks to uh in large part thanks to Franco Frangapane, who kind of took a deflection from himself and then had a nice little heading assist mm-hmm. to bong bongi's uh, second goal so that was kind of fun to watch and that's what i meant this was a yeah. fun game even for a minnesota fan you know it was back to forth back to forth back and forth i should say and then chicago unfortunately scores again and this was the goal where the ugh, again i mean you can blame whoever you want um either somebody's got to somebody's got to do better it was basically a cross that dane had dove out to try and grab mm-hmm. didn't get barely even i don't even know if he got a hand on it didn't get it mm-hmm. and where are the where are the defenders again we've seen this before man they left a winger on the right mm-hmm. side they're uh you know on, on chicago's right side just yeah. wide open and it yeah. you know i think this maybe this was the kai effect where you had two mm-hmm. defenders coming in on kai kamara worried about him right there in the box as a potential cross could come in but yeah yeah you double team so-and-so and just how do you leave people on the wing that wide open that's bit this team you know, multiple times this year. So it was unfortunate to see. And so by that time. Yeah. Let's talk about the elf in the room, Dave. Mm. The fact that we cannot beat Chicago when we play them uh, since we've started in this damn league. Well, it seems like Chicago has our number. I swear to God. And I don't understand it because Chicago, I don't think they've had a good team since we came into the league. I don't think they have. Not and really. every every year they beat us. Like every, it seems like every year we're playing a game against them. I don't care if it's a cup, if it's a MLS seat. I don't give a shit. We can't beat this damn team. I I understand your frustrations. I I, I wish I had the numbers in front of me, but I, it's not as bad as you'd think. I think it's more like 50 This this most recent game, if you're going across all competitions, might put uh, Chicago in the lead. But if you look at like MLS Cup play since 2017. It's pretty yeah. close to split. I think it might even be splitting. You know, it might the season series, the the history might be split with it. Maybe I think a draw in between. But I know I know where you're getting at because you're right. You're 100 right. Since 2017, Chicago has not been a great MLS team. In fact, they might be the one thing I will say though. Chicago might be in the midst of the best play that we've seen from this team since the loons joined MLS in 2017 because going into this tournament, I don't know if you realize, but um, Chicago had won five of six games coming into this tournament. Mm -hmm. So now they're sick. They have six wins, six wins in seven games across all competitions, counting this, you know, victory against Minnesota. So I don't, Chicago just might be on uh, their best form right now, but I get it over the years in the last six years, you know, Chicago has not been, one of the best teams. And of course it's frustrating for us because we went down to what Bridgeview stadium and, and watched them hand us a two nil loss a few years ago. That was frustrating to see. That was the, that was the, what's his name game. That was uh who's the defender we traded to, uh, or uh, sold to uh, what's his nuts. 
the center center midfielder, not center uh, the right back or left back. Who the was left it? Back, the left back. I know uh, what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, he's on top. Yeah. We sold him the dumpster fire and they get shit for him. And he I think he scored a goal during that damn game. So yeah, that was whatever. So yeah, we lose this game, Chicago. We beat Pueblo by four goals. So at least we're in the driver's seat for going. We we, we are going to the second round. We're going to the yeah. knockout phase. We and, are yeah, going. So and it was kind of like a for me at least. I don't know. I mean, because the Minnesota had made that announcement that it was official that they had advanced after that result. And for me, it was kind of a head scratcher because I was still thinking, now, wait a minute. What if, what if, what if, uh, what if playable wins and all the teams have one victory and one loss then, but because of that, if that happens, if playable wins tonight, as we record, Mm -hmm. you know, then it basically, it nulls that, that head to head matchup nulls and it comes straight down to goal differential. And with that four nil result and, and only losing to Chicago by one goal, that three goal advantage, just mathematically, there's no way it can come out. Even, yeah. even if Puebla does win, because if Puebla somehow were to win, mm-hmm. it would be Chicago going through unless it got to the point where Puebla won by four goals it's, or whatever it is. And then, yeah. then Puebla would have, we'd have a better goal difference goal differential than Chicago. So it's a little bit confusing. These three, you know, we talked about these three team groups are a little, uh, little, little weird. And, but it also, it also makes for some, you know, uneventful uh, group stage matches they are at halftime right now it's still nil nil uh in chicago uh uh club america versus columbus is one one at halftime so yeah interesting so yeah i guess instead of yeah like instead of talking about these games maybe i i guess we can say who we hope we play (laughs) but no i hope we play columbus but i mean i don't want to play club america i don't want to get my ass kicked that's gonna happen I'm sorry. It just that's what's going to happen. If I was making a prediction, it would be hard. Yeah. You're talking about, arguably, yeah. like I said, arguably one of the best teams on the in the continent. Yeah. Um, interestingly enough, you know, if that their match is tied, it, it would be interesting if you know, like I said, a likely scenario is that Minnesota is going to finish second in this group. But if Columbus were to 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 win, you know, mm-hmm. that would mean that would mean uh, if Columbus won tonight, then Minnesota would be playing Columbus, assuming some weird doesn't happen in that play. I'm telling you, uh, Friday night's game, whoever the Loons play, if they're playing at home against Club America, will be a sellout. Will be there'll be standing room only tickets there. I'm sure of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be a great, great atmosphere for this game, and I think you'll have a lot of Loons fans behind the team, 100, percent 110. percent Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I just, I'm, I'm, it concerns me uh, playing a team like them. Uh, I just don't know. I'd rather play Columbus. I'd rather even in, know, in Columbus, even yeah. in Columbus, even in Columbus. Yeah. 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 I and at least, like... you know, you know, it is Minnesota for whatever reason, they have more wins on the road than they do at home this year. Um, so yeah. maybe they'd be fine, especially with now they've had some extra time to get ready for this match on Friday, whoever they play, whether it's home, whether it's in Columbus. But that's the nice thing too, is that, you know, you have uh, a little bit of some time off, Whereas mm-hmm. Columbus and 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 and, and Club America will not have as much time off, um, they'll only be on like four four days of rest. Will be right. on like seven or eight days of rest. So, which is good for us, I think. But we'll see. Uh, we'll see how this goes. This is all new. Uh, this whole tournament is new. This this cup is new. It's all, yeah. You know, we'll see what happens. 
Um, we're not going to make any predictions, Dave, because we don't know who we're playing. Um, I suppose we could we could predict. I guess I'm thinking. Here's my thing: if we play Club America at home, we're going to lose that match. Uh, if we play Columbus in Columbus, we're winning that match. If we play Columbus here, which is still potentially there. We win this match too. So if we play Columbus, I think we're going to win. If we play Club America, I think we're going to lose. Are you kind of the same way? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I think I am, and I, I don't, I don't. It's hard to envision it going any other way, um, other than if somehow, you know, it's just, it's. No, I'm going to go with you there. I agree. Right, cool. I, I, I almost kind of hope they play Club America. Obviously, it'd be at home. I let assume it was a neutral site. I still uh, almost as a fan hope they play mm-hmm. Club America, even though we just got both got done saying that we would we would have a hard time picking Minnesota to win that game. I just think I just love, you know, the competition between Liga and MX and MLS mm-hmm. and in a meaningful uh, competition. So I think as a from a fan standpoint, my standpoint, that's what I'm looking to see. Of course, if they were to beat columbus you would expect then maybe they would see uh club america down the road in the tournament so so friday's game we'll see what happens we should build you'll know by the time this is podcast tomorrow what's going on on friday so at this point we don't know but you'll know on friday uh, tomorrow when he listens podcast yep. so let us move on uh from soccer to one final funny story before we get out of uh-huh. here um this is from China. This just came out today. Mm. A a zoo in eastern China is denying denying suggestions some of its bears might be people in costumes <laughs> after photos of the animals standing like humans circulated online. Smoking a cigarette. So, uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, drinking drinking a beer. Uh, the sun bears from Malaysia are smaller than other bears and look different, but are the real thing. The Hangzhou Zoo said Monday on its social media account. Some people think I stand like a bear, like a person, said the posting written from the bear's point of view. It seems you don't understand me very well. An employee who answered the phone at the zoo declined to talk about the bears, but said visits were being arranged for reporters Monday to see them. Internet users questioned whether the zoo's bears were real after photos circulated showing one standing upright on slender hind legs. Because of the way they stand, some people online questioned whether they are humans in disguise, the newspaper said. Some bears are the size of large dogs, standing at most... 50 inches tall on their hind legs compared with up to nine feet for grizzlies and other species. Other Chinese zoos have been accused of trying to pass off dogs dyed to look like wolves or African cats and donkeys <laughs> painted to look like zebras. <laughs> so this has been a thing. Now here's the deal. I, I get it. You know, they, some of these Chinese places probably can't get these animals. And so they do this type of shit. It would be amazing. It would be amazing, Dave. You're right. It'd be amazing if they, there was a picture of it online of a well, guy smoking a cigarette dressed up as a damn bear. It'd I'm be telling funny. you what, because this is the first I've heard about this story, you know, bringing it up. But I so but I am now looking at pictures uh, that of the story you're talking about from the Chinese zoo. And I, I tell you what, it, like person. honestly, if you told me it was a real bear I and yeah. you, you told me for sure it was a real bear, you know what? I'd believe you. But if you told me, if you told me that this was confirmed that it was a person in a bear suit costume, I'd believe that too. By look from just looking at the pictures, you really can't tell unless you're, you know, an expert in in bears, I suppose. But yeah, look at the pictures are just funny because, boy, 
they're right. They are standing. <laughs> and it looks, it, it looks, oh, if you're listening to this, you, you got to look, you got to Google. Look it up. Uh, look it up. Yes. Yes. Pair standing like him because it's pretty yeah. funny. I mean, it almost looks like he's having a conversation with the 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 fair, uh, zoo goers, really. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if it was a human in a costume, because I mean that would just make sense to me. I just think that place like China would probably, you know, if especially if they couldn't get those bears, like well, we got to get somebody in the costume and at least you know look like it. And it does. If you look at like the little, the, even the little wrinkles on his butt looks like a person yeah. in a costume. Yeah. And if you look down at their feet, it's like, oh, that's like costume feet. And like, it's just weird. They almost look like animatronic, you know, like it animatronic does, yeah. bears. Yeah. But seriously. I, I, who knows? It's, it is It is odd because I've never gone to the zoo, mm. any zoo, and thought, hmm, that kind of looks like somebody wearing a costume. I've never mm. had that thought. But looking at these pictures... <laughs> I'm definitely having that thought. There's no doubt about it. I mean, I, like I yeah. said, I can, I can, I'd believe it if, if, if it turned out to be actually a human, I could believe it. And if it was an actually a bear, I could I believe that as well. Wow. Now they're bringing reporters in. Now here's my question. How close the reporters going to be able to get to the bear? Like, I'm sure they're going to be able to like touch them, but I'm sure yeah. they're going to be like, hey, you know, I feel like if I was at the zoo I, I, and I spent, half an hour watching them i could figure it yeah. out one way or the other because okay while they're standing up that's fine but if the, assuming they're not standing the whole time and they're walking around on four legs i think at that point it, it should be fairly easy to to realize what's well yeah you'd have to, you'd have to see them like going to the bathroom and stuff but i mean usually you could figure that out but like i'm looking at malaysian bears online right now and to me if you look at some of these pictures they have them like standing up it doesn't look like a person in these ones it doesn't look like a per. I don't. I don't know, man. I got a feeling this, those are people. I just. I'm. I'm, I'm yeah. And I'm not. Yeah, I'm not joking. I would not be surprised yeah. if they were. I really. And not just from mm-hmm. looking, but from. Just, mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I. I don't know, man. This is. They went through a lot of work with those people in those costumes to make them look like damn bears, but. Somebody zoo attendance is down. They need to do something to bring the, up attendance. Somebody Bob in the costume fucked up. He was probably drinking beforehand. He's like, oh, I'll just go up here and, yeah, okay, there you go, right there. You know? God. So, I just love the fact that they also uh, try to stripe donkeys to look like zebras. It's like, are you kidding me right now? I mean, come on. That's another one that would work. You know, speaking of zebras, you know, like, uh, I've watched zebra races at the the, Canterbury Park, and you know what? The the size is about right, so you can almost do it. Yeah, yeah. Just hope their paint doesn't smear. Oh, yeah. Hope it doesn't rain. You know, yeah, could exactly. you imagine that? Shit, damn it. But yeah, so that's the funny story. Uh, fake barriers in China. You can't make this shit up. Can't make it up. Nope. So, and it, and then I got, if, like I said, if you're listening, look it up because, you know, mm-hmm. as far as funny story goes, funny mm-hmm. stories go, it's pretty funny if you look, if you're looking at pictures. I'll say it that way. Look at pictures. Yeah, exactly right. So, uh, before we get out of here, anything you want to talk about, Dave? I know we, of course, the matches on Friday. We are having a barbecue on Friday. Uh, so, uh, you know, that'll be interesting. And, yeah. Looking, uh, very much looking forward to that. Looking forward to watching and following the, the match. I mm-hmm. sure hope they can advance into the deeper, deeper into this tournament, especially because if they were to lose on Friday, they'd have 
nearly three weeks of, of, you know, and maybe that's a good thing, but I don't, not for this club. I think this club is starting to heat up. I'd like to see yep. some more results, uh, mm-hmm. get some more confidence growing within the squad. I think an early exit yep. and, you yep. know, it's sure advancing out of, a, you know, being the top two teams in a three group competition through three group, you know, three team group is you know, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, making a, a, at least a run into this tournament until they have to face a team like mm-hmm. Miami FC or somebody like that. I'd love well, to you, see it. And this team is hot. I just want to see them stay hot and not sit out yeah. for three weeks. Yeah, you can't hang a sign outside the locker room that says, hey, we made it out of a, a three-team group. We're the top two teams of a three-team group. Whee! Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's yeah. like it's, saying, it's, like... Especially the way it happened. You know, they yeah. lose to Chicago at home. Uh, had a poor showing defensively, especially. Um, and then to advance, it's kind of like, uh, meh, blah. So I, I feel like we're going to be left with a bad taste in our mouth if Minnesota does not at least advance yeah. one game further in this tournament. So we'll see. You'll, Fingers you're, crossed. If, if they don't win on Friday, you'll see a lot of the the uh, Heath out stuff come out again uh, just because it's, you know, and, that's what people do when they lose. Right. And that's right. That's yeah. that's what they do, even if it's to a quality team like Clue America. But the mm-hmm. bottom line is then now you gotta sit there with that loss, you mm-hmm. know, for three weeks almost before you, you play your next MLS league game. So yeah, it it it'd be well, it'd be a rough loss. But I'm gonna be uh, optimistic, fingers crossed. Let's go mm-hmm. go loons. Yeah. That's right, man. It'll be a lot of time for Heath to drink some some wine, uh to have a good time that so and uh yeah we'll see what happens friday again uh yeah we will be on the podcast i think next sunday I'm pretty sure next hopefully, sunday we will yeah. hopefully be on hopefully david will be back uh connor is on a long break so we'll see when he wants to come back um hopefully he might be at the barbecue on friday so hopefully we can talk to him about that on friday um but yeah we'll be back next Wednesday, next sunday uh for everybody very short podcast today uh cuz of well you know one game to talk about and the yeah. fact that that game happened you know basically four or five days ago so that's exactly right exactly right nobody wants to hear about it um so yeah so myself uh tony and for dave we'll talk to you guys next week go loons go loons